How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. It's a packed Friday on Locked On NBA. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz and host of Locked On NBA. I hope you got to hear the podcast with Doris Burke. Truly one of the best we've done. If you can take a moment, put five stars down and give us a review on iTunes or whatever you're using to listen to this podcast. It's incredibly helpful to our ratings and how they're uh, system work. So if you could do that, I greatly appreciate it. This is Pack Friday. We're going to do a bunch of different things in regards to Pack today. We'll try to do a playoff pack for you uh, as well. Uh, hope you uh, like that. And then we'll do a positional pack. Uh, I've gotten some great questions about Pack. You can send them to me at dlock09 at gmail.com or you can send them. That's probably the best place. Um, and one of the best uh, questions I got was. Uh, from Philip Malone, and it was about positional pack. Like, where, who is uh, the best at every position? Here, uh, Philip's actually from Australia. Uh, pack is players' production against average league player, is what he says, if he understands. I'm sure that uh, this would be harder, but can you look at comparing average player by the, based on position? Uh, I'm not sure this would make a big difference, but for example, if centers in general shoot a higher shooting percentage, absolutely. This is a great, this is a Terrific point. Uh, the system is advantageous to the big man uh, because I think the big man is really still very important in the ability to shoot high percentage shots. Um, so that it's a great point by Philip. Um, so let's play around a little bit with this today on Pack Friday. Uh, if you're new to this, which I don't think many of you are, but let's go with that for a second. <clears throat> Pack is. Points above average created. Uh, the concept is that if a player uses 22 scoring opportunities in a game, what would the average player in the league do? So the answer is actually if the average player in the league had 20 scoring opportunities, they would score 21.6 points a game. So if you take a player with 20 scoring opportunities in a night and – they were to score 23 points a game. Their pack is 1.4. The best in the league this year was Steph Curry at 5.8. Kevin Durant was 4.1. Kawhi Leonard, 2.7. James Harden, 2.6. J.J. Redick, 2.3. Clay Thompson, 2.2. Hassan Whiteside, 2.1. DeAndre Jordan, 1.9. Carl Anthony Towns, 1.7. And Ennis Cantor came in 11th at 1.6. LeBron James tied with him at 1.6. Kyle Lowry would be the next at 1.5. Jonas Valanciunas, 1.4. Danilo Gallinari, 1.4. Dwight Howard, 1.4. And then Chris Paul, Chandler Parsons, Lou Williams, Damian Lillard, Darren Collison, Stephen Adams, Marcin Gortat, Chris Bosh, Omri Caspi, Draymond Green, Evan Fournier, and Kenneth Freed with Gorgie Jang are the final players that are above one. 
So if you just kind of look at it for a second, there are, uh, just to make sure you get a grasp of it, there are seven players in the league that have a pack above two in the league. Uh, and then those are the guys that are above one. So with that said, and let's go to Phillip's question, let's go to point guard position uh, for a second. The amount of point guards in the NBA <clears throat> that had a pack over two is Steph Curry at 5.8, and the next closest is Kyle Lowry at 1.5 points above average. Chris Paul is third at 1.1, Damian Lillard 1.0, and Darren Collison at 1.0. Second straight year, Collison's been this efficient. Much, very underrated player. Sacramento played the wrong point guard all year. Isaiah Thomas is sixth. DJ Augustine in Denver is seventh. Russell Westbrook is eighth. Kemba Walker is ninth. Jose Calderon in New York was tenth. There are 20 point guards in the NBA that are above zero. The worst point guard in the NBA was Emmanuel Moutier, followed by Ish Smith, Derek Rose, Marcus Smart, Alfred Peaton, John Wall. It's really important to look at how bad a year John Wall had offensively with what happened in Washington. That will be Scott Brooks's task. Monte Ellis is listed as a point guard, but he's really a shooting guard. <clears throat> so he should not. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams will be interesting to see. Uh, where he goes. Um, so just kind of an interesting aspect uh, of that. Um, players that we talk about a great deal that are worth watching. I think I mentioned Kemba Walker really took a big jump this year. Ricky Rubio, for all the discussion of how negative of an offensive player Ricky Rubio is, he and Mike Conley had the same pack rating this year. Ricky Rubio and Mike Conley both had a negative point one. Let's go to shooting guards. I apologize. Every now and then I have a, a positional problem, and I'll have to try to find it. James Harden's the best at 2.6. J.J. Redick, 2.3. Clay Thompson, 2.2. Lou Williams, 1.1. Jared Dudley, a free agent, <coughs> listed as a shooting guard. He's really a small forward, power forward um, in there, so we'll probably have to fix that. Jimmy Butler is next to fifth. Gordon Hayward is sixth. Manu Ginobili still seventh. Kyle Korver, big slide from last year, tied at seventh. Tabo Cephalosa, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Courtney Lee, and Andre Iguodala um, along the way. Uh, <clears throat> there were three shooting guards above two, four shooting guards above one, and let me do some quick math. 23 shooting guards that were above average, including Ian Clark. The least efficient and most negatively impactful shooting guard in the NBA was Kobe Bryant. Gerald Green in Miami. <clears throat> Kobe by a lot, minus 2.8. Then Gerald Green, 1.1. Randy Foy, minus 1.1. Monte Ellis, minus 1. Deion Waiters, minus 1. Dwayne Wade, minus 0.9 uh, in there as well. Uh, maybe an interesting note uh, of comparative players. <clears throat> J.R. Smith and Wesley Matthews were the exact same this year at negative 0.2. Victor Oladipo uh, rose up to negative 0.2 along the way. Let's go to small forwards. The number one small forward, Kawhi Leonard. Number two, LeBron James. Danilo Gallinari, three. Chandler Parsons, four. Omri Caspi was really kind of played a four-stretch uh, was fifth. Draymond Green is certainly not a, a small forward. Sorry. I use somebody else's listing, and they occasionally show up, so I'll fix that. Um, Evan Fournier listed as small forward because when Oladipo played the two, and Peyton is the one, is a restricted free agent, and he's a one. So there were uh, one player above two, and there were six players at 1.0 uh, along the way. 
Giannis Adetokounmpo, 0.6, as is Chris Middleson, as is Paul George. <clears throat> Alan Crabb for uh, Portland is in the top 10 there as well. Tobias Harris for Detroit at 0.4. A lot of small forward productivity uh, along the way. Above average included uh, Luel Dang, Harrison Barnes, Trevor Reza, Joe Ingles, Lance Stevenson, um, even by the t- in Memphis. Do some quick math again. 27 small forwards above average. One of the more interesting is Andrew Wiggins was at a negative 0.1, as was Jabari Parker, who probably uh, is also listed at the wrong position, but I thought that was interesting that they were both the same uh, players in their second year. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, a negative 0.4. Uh, this year, the least good small forward, Stanley Johnson, minus 1.2. Uh, Marco Bellinelli, minus 0.8. Tony Snell, minus 0.7. Matt Barnes, minus 0.7. Jeff Green, minus 0.7. Uh, along the way, P.J. Tucker, minus 0.6 in Phoenix. Be interesting, P.J. Tucker. I know a lot of teams are interested in him in a different role <clears throat> next year. I wonder whether or not that will be one uh, where he can be more successful. Uh, let's go to the power forwards. Number one power forward in the NBA this year was Chris Bosh. This is interesting. This is the position that has the least amount of efficiency out of it. The uh, Bosh was a 1.0, was the best in the NBA at 53 games played. Draymond Green is a 1.0. Kenneth Fareed, a 1.0. Brandon Bass, 0.9. Ed Davis, 0.8, because of his offensive rebounding. Did it without taking a single three. Anthony Davis is uh, next, uh, <clears throat> and maybe we'll find a positional issue or two at some point. And then LaMarcus Aldridge, who's never been great but comes in pretty high. So the top ten power forwards are Chris Bosh, Draymond Green, and Kenneth Freed at 1.0. Brandon Bass at .9, despite only um, six scoring opportunities a night. He shot 55% this year. Ed Davis with his offensive rebounding, only using five scoring opportunities tonight. Anthony Davis at point eight, Lamarcus Aldridge at point eight, Marvin Williams, a pure, <clears throat> the most successful, impactful, pure stretch four in the game this year, shooting forty four percent of his shots as three. Cody Zeller at point seven, Amir Johnson at point seven, Dirk at point six, Paul Millsap at point five. I found this really interesting. That um, you you ended up with this position being as inefficient as it was. Uh, Jared Selinger was the least efficient in the NBA at minus 1.5. Markeith Morris at 1.4. Julius Randle, 1.3. Bobby Portis, one point, minus 1.1. Um, Charlie Villanueva, just asked Russell Westbrook. In there, Thomas Robinson, minus 0.8. Paul Pierce, minus 0.7. Frank Kaminsky and Christus Przingis came in next at minus 0.6 and minus 0.5. Uh, interesting, Pau Gasol was a minus 0.4 uh, this year. Zach Randolph slid into the negatives this year at minus um, 0.3. So I was a little surprised by this, but I thought this was interesting and worth knowing for the off season of how difficult this position is that we're trying to make people turn into um, along the way. And let's go to our centers. <clears throat> um, by the way, I had a mistake that I didn't mention earlier in the small forwards. I left out Kevin Durant. I just want to make sure. I don't know why I just uh, realized I did that off the top of my head, but just to go back and be accurate for a second, and my apologies on that. When I said that Kawhi Leonard was the best, I hadn't scrolled up high enough, so Kevin Durant was the best small forward at 4.1. So my apologies on that. Hassan Whiteside, 
2.1 was the number one center. DeAndre Jordan, 1.9. Carl Anthony Towns, 1.7. Ennis Cantor, 1.6. Jonas Valanciunas, 1.4. Dwight Howard, 1.4. Steven Adams, 1.0. Marcin Gortat and Gorgie Jang finish out the ones. Most centers are above average. Um, In fact... Of the guys listed at center this year, only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players were below average. The least efficient offensive center in the NBA was Andre Drummond at minus one point one, Alex Len at minus point eight, Nikolai Vukovic in Orlando. Worth noting, using twenty <clears throat> seventeen scoring opportunities a night and comes in as a negative point seven. Noah Vonley. Negative 0.6. Maurice Spates, minus 0.5. Alexis Ajinka, minus 0.4. Roy Hibbert, minus 0.3. Jalil Okafor, minus 0.2. And Tyler Zeller, minus 0.1. So this system definitely is advantageous for the center. It makes the negative center um, certainly a problem uh, along the way for for teams. So uh, there's your positional pack for the day. Uh, thank you to Philip Malone. Uh, for asking that question, uh, and, and thought it was a that was kind of worthwhile. All right, let's take a second and look at playoff pack. Uh, it sample size is pretty small at this point, but it's worth taking note of which players are playing at the highest level and having the biggest impact on series and what has taken place. Uh, again, sample sizes are very small. We may be surprised by who's playing well, who's not uh, along the way, so I wouldn't get too excited by it. But the number one pack player who's really been just fabulous is Paul George. Paul George is out of this world right now <clears throat> in how he's playing, what he's doing. Uh, he's a positive 5.4, just carrying Indiana uh, through it. Kawhi Leonard is number two, and his canter is three. Luel Dang is four. Uh, quietly, in just the two games he played in limited minutes, Kevin Martin was great. Five. Serge Ibaka, who very well may be the key for the Thunder in their series against New Orleans, is six. Son Whiteside, seven. George Hill, eight. Always seems to get better in the playoffs. Clay Thompson, nine. J.R. Smith, ten. And Ka- Ka- uh, Kyrie Irving, excuse me, <clears throat> has been 11. It's been just terrific. Players having a brutal playoff run. DeMar DeRozan, no surprise, minus 4.6. Trevor Reza was minus 4.4. Zach Randolph, minus 4. Jay Crowder was minus 3.9. Harrison Barnes going into his free agent year, minus 3.2. Evan Turner, minus 3. Jamal Crawford, minus 3. J.J. Barea couldn't find the magic again, minus 2.9. And Kyle Lowry, minus 2.6. Uh, so worth keeping an eye on that. The one that I was looking for uh, was LeBron James because LeBron was so brilliant prior to the playoffs and was curious to see what he was doing uh, in the playoffs. He's gone to the <clears throat> He has only gone to the free throw line 7% of his possessions in the short series against Detroit and was a pl- positive .7. Uh, along the way. Negative players hurt you this time of year. And we'll see as the series go on how little uh, those players actually get on the floor and have an impact. You, uh, This is where coaches really start. The only negative players right now that are playing uh, significant minutes, so call it over, if we take guys that are playing over 25 minutes a night that are <coughs> that are 
that are negative right now that are um, that are significantly negative. So negative one or more. Justice Winslow, J.J. Redick. It's a huge story for the Clippers and obviously why they're on their way out. Jason Terry in Houston was. Damian Lillard's actually negative. Minus 1.2. 36% shooting, 33% from three. Andre Drummond continued. It's been an unsuccessful season for him at free throw shooting. It's just death. Uh, Wesley Matthews and Al Farouk were negative. Goring Dragic is minus 1.4. Josh Richardson is minus 1.6 in Miami. And Blake Griffin will finish the playoffs at minus 1.7. The most interesting two to me so far. Kevin Durant, minus 2.0. And Kemba Walker, minus 2.2. So those will be two names to keep an eye on. That is your Pack Friday. Hope you enjoyed. Feel free to leave a nice review if you can, if you don't mind. We'd greatly appreciate it. And thanks for subscribing to Locked on NBA.